0: Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Booyah! And booyah it is! It's a Kool Aid Monday. We got the green Kool Aid out as the Cleveland Browns, everybody, have won a historic game. We're going to break down every last bit of this amazing Browns victory. And all of you great fans that have joined us, we've already set a record. For most people watching our post-game show, shattering the previous record. We've already set a record for most people waiting for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show to start. We've never had this many people to start the show. And we are going to shatter the record for most people watching. Now, if you're out there, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Because we got you covered. And unlike other entities, we won't be taking a million commercials. Giving you 35 minutes in an hour, we're giving you 60 minutes in an hour. If there were 61 minutes an hour, we'd do that too. I'm out in the bowl. For
1: those who don't know, G. Bush in the house. He's in, ready to go in the building. I got the stunner shades on. I got jewelry on. Kool Aid Mafia is in the building. I was I lost my voice a little bit. I had to tell them to go get me a a, a doggone Red Bull. But we ready to we ready to celebrate right here, man. This is all it's about. Jason Lloyd is here
0: as well. Even he's excited today. He's got a great shirt. He's ready to go. How about that victory, Jason? Start us off and go around the horn. We'll see Mikey McNuggets. How about that win by the Browns? Yeah,
2: I was in Baltimore. Deshaun Watson, awful in the first half. Best second half. He's played as a Cleveland Brown. And, you know, all the the thing I wrote after the game last night was that contract was a punchline. It was the Deshaun Watson comedy tour. Everyone was taking shots at him. Uh, and, and rightfully so in a lot of instances, but he put it all together yesterday. That's why you pay that man for that second-half performance for the game-winning drive, 14-14 the second half, 134 yards, playing through a foot injury, playing through a shoulder injury. Uh, Deshaun Watson finally looked like a franchise quarterback in the second half, and it got to have a game on the road against a divisional opponent, first-place team, possibly the best team in the AFC, and the Browns chopped him down, and Deshaun gets full credit for that.
1: G Bush man listen uh, listen this game um, I feel I, I'm, I'm happy for Deshaun Watson um, if, if you've been a person who's ever been to a new school who you're a military kid you move a lot um, maybe you you're, you're, in a, you're in a new place or a new new place in the world and you got a new job you know understand how hard it is to just fit in you, you don't have any friends. You're, you're trying to find a new social circle. You're doing all these different things to get people to kind of like indoctrinate yourself into just normalcy. And Deshaun Watson didn't have it easy uh, with the allegations and everything else. Um, And then, you know, right when he felt like he was hitting his stride, he played against Tennessee, he hurt his shoulder. And we had a lot of people taking shots at him in the national media. Some people individually uh, in in the fan base were taking shots at him, saying that he wasn't injured. He wasn't injured. He just wanted a 230. And for him to be able to get a signature win like this when they needed it the most and and to come back from that first half to the second half and and, and be uh, just perfect throwing the football. And it wasn't just perfect throwing the football. It was having to pick yourself back up, not worried about his ankle, not worried about the shoulder, and being able to get it done against Baltimore in that type of spot. That was huge for him, and I'm just happy for him and his family because they get something to celebrate. And there's a lot of people that, that are now looking at Deshaun Watson like, okay, that's what the two I – see, I, see, I see what the other people saw. We didn't get a chance to see what the Texans or maybe even Clemson fans saw guess what? Cleveland Browns fans got an opportunity to see that and I'm happy for them and the fans. We're going to spend a lot more time on Deshaun
0: Watson here in the first half hour of the show, but let me big picture what this win looked like because if you think about this, you go into this game a touchdown on dog on the road against a team and a head coach in Harbaugh that has kicked your ass for years. The re- We talked about The Browns, you know, the same old Browns, this old Browns, nothing symbolized same old Browns more than the Baltimore Ravens, even more than the Steelers or anybody else. The Ravens have kicked the Browns' ass for years, including the first time they played this season in Cleveland. The Browns went with DTR. It was the only game this entire season that they looked unprepared to play. The defense got their butt kicked. The offense got their butt kicked. It was domination once again. The Ravens came into yesterday's game as clearly the best team in the AFC and probably the best team in football. They were playing well on offense. They were playing well on defense. They were playing well on special teams, and we know they have a great coach. The Browns were on the road. They were a seven-point underdog. They were going with a left tackle that most of us had never heard of until two days before mm. the game. Their right tackle had been absolutely dreadful whenever we'd seen him on the field. We know about the running game since Nick Chubb had been out. And despite all of that, the Browns, we all thought, had a chance to win this game. But the second the game starts, Deshaun Watson has a ball tipped. It's returned for a touchdown, 7-0. Before you could blink, the Ravens get a rookie running back whose name is now escaping me, but he doesn't matter because he plays for the Ravens. He took off down the sideline. Mitchell, and he can fly. What's that?
2: Mitchell, he can fly.
0: Thank you. My God, did he show incredible speed. And it's 14-0. Less than five minutes into the game, everybody was losing their mind. You were one of those people. I was were going lo- crazy. G. Bush was losing his mind. Everybody, same old Browns, same old Browns, same old Browns. Down 14 nothing before you sat down with your first beer and your first trip to the to go pee. <laughs> but the rest of the game was different. The Browns showed you that they are a different team this year. They never stopped fighting. They never stopped clawing. Even when Deshaun Watson was like one for a 1,000 in the first half. When they were dropping balls, when they were making a million mistakes, they found their way steadily down the field. Jerome Ford looked great. We had all kind of given up on him last nope. week. We gave up too soon. He played his best game by a mile. They they fought. They clawed. And then when it looked like they were going to come back, it fell apart again when James Prochet fumbles the punt after he had impressed last week. But now they're down 14. They can't come back again. Yes, they can. They did. They scored two touchdowns. Didn't they miss an extra point? Once again, same old Browns. (laughs) This is how they're going to lose. But no! The defense, after giving up one first down, stops the Ravens again. Lamar, who was really good in the first half for the most part, was lousy in the second half. They went away from their running game. The Browns stopped them. They get the ball back. They drive down the field. Okay, but they're going to miss the field goal, right? The Browns always miss the field goal. No! He makes the field goal. The Browns are going to win, but wait! There's a penalty flag. This is how it happens. This is how Browns fans are crushed yet again. The penalty's going to be against the Browns. They're going to lose the game. No, it's against the Ravens. It's wiped off. That's it. Browns win. What a win. Mikey McNuggets, I need to breathe for a second, so you take it from here.
3: Before I do an ad rate, I want to add ah. on to one thing, and I said this in the game show last night. I want to reiterate this morning. There is no better position to be in sports than a football team with a franchise quarterback. And before we anoint Deshaun Watson fully back, he has to do it more than just one game and lead more than one game-winning drive. But I woke to bed last night, and I woke up this morning knowing the Browns have a guy capable of doing what previous quarterbacks in that situation in Cleveland were unable of doing, taking a circumstance that was far from ideal. You're down two tackles. You're down Nick Chubb. Two of your top four receivers are out. You're on the road in Baltimore. You're playing against arguably the best team in football. Your kicker had just missed an extra point, and he made plays with his arm. He made plays with his legs. The defense came through in the clutch, and Deshaun Watson led the Browns on one of the more improbable victories of 2023. And it's a damn good feeling to wake up on a victory Monday knowing you have one of those guys in the league, because there's only a handful of them that give you a chance to win in any game, in any situation. Deshaun Watson in the second half last night proved he's one of those few guys. Yeah,
0: there's no doubt about it. He's got to show more consistently across games. He's got to show more consistency across the season. But in that second half, he looked like the guy, as you guys have said, they've paid for. Go ahead, Mike. Give us a read.
3: Let's get into our first topic. And before that, we had some massive winners courtesy of FanDuel yesterday. I cannot wait to show you guys throughout the show, but if you're looking to get in on the NFL gambling action this season, there's no better place to do it than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, players. Props, over/unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com/UCSS to get in on the all the action to help kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com/UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And check out this winner yesterday from our guy John Byerly. He turned five dollars into eight hundred and sixty dollars with a massive. Same game parlay. He had Deshaun Watson over 200 passing yards. Lamar Jackson over 200 passing yards. Amari Cooper over 40 receiving yards. Njoku over 25 receiving yards. Mark Andrews over 40 receiving yards. Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown. And Keaton Mitchell anytime touchdown. It all hit. And our guy John Biley turned $5 into $861. So wow. shout out to John for cashing out big on FanDuel yesterday.
0: Great. And, and the, I believe the Browns have opened as a three-and-a-half point favorite over Pittsburgh at home and FanDuel. Is that correct, Mike? Do you have it in front of you? Three and a half, yes. I believe it's three and a half. We'll get, obviously, we'll spend a lot of time ooh, on that, ooh, especially with the Bengals and Ravens playing on Thursday. Big week is, in the AFC this,
2: North. This that week. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is that
0: week. In a, oh, a, oh, in, oh. in a perfect world, if you're a Browns fan, you want the Browns to beat the Steelers, you want the Bengals to beat the Ravens. If that happens, which is definitely not unrealistic, right. if that happens, the Browns will be in first place at seven and three, right? Yeah. Crazy. The Ravens would be seven and four. Right? Do I have that right? Yeah, the Ravens are yeah, 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 7-3 yeah, right yeah. now. The Browns are 6-3. Yes, Ravens would be 7-4. and four. Steelers would be 6-4. and four. And the Bengals would be 6-4. and four. So the entire division would be within a game if that happens and the Browns would be in first place, which is nuts. So well, we'll see. We'll get to that later in the week. But now going back to yesterday and starting with Deshaun Watson. Guys, there were a lot of moments in that first half where I, I, I'm sure you guys were too. We're like, what is he doing out here? What is happening? But the second half, It all turned around. We saw that against Arizona, but even more impressive this week against that great Baltimore defense with the deficit. There were so many big plays that the team made, but we'll talk about Deshaun Watson specifically. So many big plays he made, not only the passing yards, 134 in the second half, which is really good, but that run late in the game where I think he got 16 yards on that run. It seemed like every time there was a penalty in the second half or a sack in the second half, he always found a way on the next play to make a play to stop them from being in third and long situations.
2: Big, well, right on that point, yeah. biggest throw of the game, I thought, was second and 19 to, to Amari Cooper. when he coming yeah. off yeah. the stretch yep. sack. Yep. And that we'll, was it. we'll get to the sack and, yep. and Wyatt Teller with the biggest Same fumble yeah. recovery that no one talks <laughs> about. But on second and 19, again, your back's up against it. It's not looking good. You don't want to be in third and long. And he delivered a strike to Amari Cooper. Uh, for, what, 15, 16, I think it was. Yeah. Put you in third and manageable. 17 yards down to third and two. Yeah. And p- gets you manageable. You're able to convert. And you keep that drive going. That was a big-time throw. Man. I don't know if that's the best throw of the year. But under the circumstances, maybe it was. Uh, and, and, Mike, just on our pre-show call, you had a stat that kind of surprised me a little bit about yeah. Deshaun in second halves.
3: Deshaun is among qualified quarterbacks with a minimum of 100 passing attempts. So someone who has to have played at least a decent portion of the season he is the single highest epa of any quarterback in the second half this season which is a far cry from where he ranks and i'm still right. trying to find out the exact numbers they first half, he's probably go the bottom. through some qualifiers <laughs> but he's not very high in epa in the first half yeah. second half there has not been a quarterback in the nfl better in terms of epa than sean watson this i season. mean
2: our, our eyes tell us he's a better yeah quarterback in the second half we we've how many times have we said that yeah. the arizona game this game even tennessee game he was better in the second right. half but to hear that he's number one in epa expected points uh, what I just forgot it. Expected points per play basically. Yeah. Are you adding points or are you subtracting points with your play? There there have been games where the Browns were losing points every time the quarterback dropped back this year. Yeah. So for him to be number 1 in that stat is that's a that's an advanced metrics that's a really big deal.
0: He's playing at an elite level in the second half.
2: Yeah. If he can get it if he can get out, the first half he's
0: playing like crud. If he can just get to average in the first half, then we're really yeah, talking I want
2: to go back and look at his Houston numbers to see yeah. if if he was always a second half quarterback yeah. if this is you know, the remnants of the shoulder where it just takes him a while to get warmed up and get heated right. up. Cause again, he's still not hundred percent guys. He's not going to be, I was talking to him after the game, about it, a little bit of his locker. He's still not happy with his deep throws where sort of the ball placement is on some of the, on some of the throws and they're, they're working on, they're tweaking some things with some inside leverage on some of the routes. Uh, and, and Kevin has him under center. He, he made it sound like he's going under center more yesterday than he had. The numbers didn't really back that out or bear that out. But it's clear that he's under center more than he was in Houston, and that's, a, that's something from Kevin trying to get certain defensive looks right. from the opponents. And right now, everything is working. Everything that they're doing is working, yeah. especially in the second and, half. And
0: every, listen, everybody's banged up this time of the year. His injuries are pretty serious. Yeah. He hurt it. seemed like he got hurt every other play. But he kept fighting. He kept going. We thought, at, you know, at the start of the second half, they were talking on the broadcast, G, as if he was coming out of the game.
2: Yeah. Like they So, we thought know, he, he wasn't nowhere to be found. P.J. Right. Walker's warming yeah. up in the third quarter, and Deshaun's not even out yet. I was and, like, no. And Kevin said, like, he, he said, well, I mean, Deshaun told me he was playing, so. Yeah. You know, we just kind of, you know, right. I, I thought he was playing. Deshaun said he'd be back out there. He left early to go get retaped. We could talk about that about the end of the half. You know, whatever happened there. Yeah. But he had left his get to go get the ankle retaped for the second half, and then when he came back out, obviously he was he was able to still go. Uh, but it was for a, for a couple minutes there. There was a question about whether or not he could continue.
1: You know, you know, what I want to give credit. I, I want to you know, I know we're on Deshaun, man, but I, I'll give Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit. I'm gonna give him a lot of credit because. His team could have quit on him a lot of times during this game. The the first first interception, you know, first one or two plays, they get an interception. There's times where the team could have folded up. And David Njoku was on here talking, uh, you know, last week, and he said, look, you guys might not see it, but we feel like we got something special in this locker room. We feel like we got something special. Yeah. Our coach may not have the best <laughs> but after pre-game or post-game speeches. We need to get you some stuff written down. But <laughs> other than that, I thought he did a great job of managing the clock at the end of the game. Yeah, he left him no time. He managed right. that beautifully. And wh- whether you want to say it or not, yeah. those dudes play hard for him. No doubt. They, they play, play hard, hard every hard. game. We'll get more into Stefanski in a little bit. Mike, go ahead.
3: So real quick, I was just doing some sorting, and I talked about Deshaun being the highest rated uh, quarterback in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In terms in of completion. the second half or the fourth quarter? In the second half, excuse okay. me. Okay. In terms of completion percentage over expected, Deshaun is the highest in the second half this season. P.J. Walker's dead last. So you talk about the two different second ends of the, of the spectrum. Yeah. P.J. Yeah. Walker could not be lower on completion percentage over expected yeah. in the second half this season. Deshaun Watson could not be higher. So the Browns yeah. have had the highest and the lowest in the same season.
0: Yeah, and the Browns are four and four and one in the games he's played. Yeah, you know, the whole game. Uh, they won the Colts game. He doesn't get any credit for that. But right. they're four and one, so they've won eighty. You know, and listen. Uh, obviously i think it's i think the win loss stat is overblown in terms of judging quarterbacks but people were critical of him for his record and this year so far his record's been really good he's 4 and 1 in the games that he's started and finished and he was tremendous in the second half and once again he showed us he's giving you hope that you know now that he's 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 practicing more even though he's not 100% he's he's played really well through these injuries despite some flaws at times in the first half of these last two games where he hasn't looked good but when it's mattered when he's had to he's been able to make a lot of big plays and yeah we're looking for more consistently consistency as we go down the season I'm hopeful that will happen as long as the injury doesn't get worse uh, but considering what he's playing through and
1: what did he hurt yesterday? His ankle and yeah. then did he hurt his knee also he was down on one knee on the left yeah. sideline. I don't know what exactly was um, that got him hurt. He left in a boot on his
2: left foot. I oh, don't know did? if it, yeah, he was no. in a boot okay. after the game. I don't know if it was ankle, foot. I don't know exactly what it is. You can, I guess, assume ankle, but I don't yeah. know that we necessarily know specifically what it are is. Are we
0: worried about his status for next week? He said, no, he, he said no, he'll be just fine. Just precaution.
2: Yeah, I think it was a lot of times, guys, even yeah. boots is just to stabilize right, it right, so they right, don't right. roll it or whatever. Yeah, um,
0: anybody, qu- listen, there's plenty of things you want to be critical about Deshaun Watson over the last few years, fine, that, that are fair. To, to f- including former players, including one former Cleveland Brown, the people that
1: talked about him not being tough, not being... Those people made fools of themselves. Listen, and I think we've seen it here. That's, it that's done. You know, there's a lot of people, and, and I know sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a group of Cleveland Browns fans out there that that wanted this to be true. They wanted the narrative to be, oh, he's not going to play. He Look at him. He's not hurt just at the $230 million. Y'all can just shut up now. Y'all can just be cool. Like, you have to find something else, another hill to die on, because the dude showed what it was about the dude showed it came back out y'all was hoping and i'm i'm sad to say this you was hoping he did not come out he, he didn't come out for the second half you was hoping oh look it's pj walker again he left his guys out there what about joe Botonio? he came back from knee surgery there's guys out here playing injured where's, where's your quarterback well guess what not only did he do that he not only did he do that he came back and played well and like bull says hey if you're gonna play you playing. We can not give you excuses for that. That's not right. only did he come back and play, he played lights out. He got it done. So the narrative about him just cashing checks is out of the window. Like y'all can find something else in your little chat rooms to talk about. Y'all can, you know, you know, you, you know, we've already got rid of the massage jokes. Now we're going to get rid of this injury thing. And the crazy thing about it bull is this. Just this is a scary thing for everybody else. What if he starts putting it together? What if the practices start hitting? What if he's like, oh, I'm really right. comfortable now. Yeah. Now you're peaking going into the last part of the season when everybody else is having attrition in their roster because they've been playing the whole season. He still has a lot of progression and a lot of work to go, but he can get better and keep getting better based on the amount of reps he needs. Because Jason said, yeah. he needs practice. He, he needs he, some practice. He needs to yes. play. Yeah. Right.
0: It, it, listen, if Deshaun Watson play becomes more consistent, there's no limit to how good the Browns can be. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah, I mean, they've beaten Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Baltimore. What else do you want?
2: <laughs> and, and, and that's crazy. And this is an offense right now, as yeah. Presley constructed, with an injured quarterback, with no tackles, with no run, with your starting running back out. You look at this and you say well that's a team that shouldn't be able to come back on teams the worst thing you could do is fall behind early right well they fell behind early to san francisco and baltimore and they came back and beat both of them so this team defies logic in so many ways and and what and you just have to respect the the the, the ability to compete yeah. and, and the the physical nature with which they play you know i'm sure we'll talk about it later but the i don't know what you would call that push the whole entire offensive man. line getting in on it and yeah. the, the jerome ford run at the end man. That was a signature moment. And Kevin said it was his favorite play of the, of, of the game. Oh, my,
1: my, wife so- came, my wife came upstairs. She said, she said, you were screaming. I thought somebody died. I said, no, yeah. no. She was visibly shaking. I was like, no. Look at this. I rewind I said, look at this offensive line pushing everybody. Yeah. I was when Hudson threw, threw his fist like that, yeah. I grabbed a water bottle. I threw it somewhere. I almost broke something. Yeah. I was just fired up, bro. I couldn't. Oh. Look, we ain't seen, look at that. Look at him, you, push these dudes you know, up under he the If plays way. long and enough. Look at Elijah Moore's legs.
3: Ah, well,
2: way. and then what about the David Njoku play? We'll get to that, yeah. too, when he dragged oh, Gino Stone for, like, 15 yards. Real quick, can you yeah. show that one more time, Mikey? I want you to see how late Joel Batonio comes
3: into that. And watch Elijah Moore's legs, too.
2: But watch watch Batonio. He's, like, the last one in, and I'm going to tell you why in a second. So, there it goes, there it goes. Here comes Joel. Boom. 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 So we were talking and it started to, moving again. We were talking to Joel about it yeah. after the game, and Joel said, when you're watching film, yeah. you can't be the guy that's not part of the pile. Right. So right. he there's another angle of him where he's like, he sees it and then he starts sprinting. Yeah. Because he's like, man, when you get in that film room, you don't yeah. want to be the guy standing there watching. You have to be right. part of that pile.
0: And, and by the way, the play where drags dragged not That oh. was like, do you remember He should have charged him cab fare? <laughs> Dude, do you remember this play? I mean, this was incredible. All right, starts. Eleven at the, yards. This, Eleven yards. This is yeah. sponsored by Lyft. That was, was sponsored that, by
3: Njoku Strong, by the
0: way. <laughs> Dude, that reminded me a little bit of um, uh, the Blindside movie, right? Remember right when on. he picks up the the, the kid <laughs> yeah. is being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. calling him names, and he just he throws them over the fence. Eleven
2: yards. I hey. mean, that's crazy. He took that man's soul. I still don't even
1: he see did. who it was. That's
2: humiliating.
0: But... Yes, that
1: is yes! humiliating. And, and, and that game, think about it. They yeah. not, it's, they and just, that's the Ravens. It's 30, the Ravens. That's the Ravens. It's thirty-one to seventeen at that point. Ravens thought the game was over at half They thought it was done. They thought it was over. So did we. (laughs) (laughs) And then especially after
0: Prochet fumbles. But we'll get – all right, we're going all over the place. Let's get to Kevin Stefanski. Let me ask you
3: guys one more question about Deshaun Watts before we move on. This has been a long time coming for Deshaun. Been some trials and tribulations, plenty of ups and downs in Cleveland. But to do what he did yesterday, to lead the Browns on a game-winning drive in the fashion he did, there was the fumble he comes back from. There was the false start. Two times in that drive, they were in negative down-and-distance positions. How badly did Deshaun need that for himself? I I, I would – listen, I don't
0: know him personally. You've talked to him a little bit. I would think, guys, that this was huge for his confidence because we've talked about this. The one thing I think we all kind of ignored when Deshaun Watson came here after sitting a year and then getting suspended and everybody hating on him, fair or foul, everybody hating on him. Uh, was the mental side of this. And it, it, there were times last year, certainly, and even early this year, where you're like, has this guy lost his edge? Has he lost his mojo? Has he lost his confidence? I think that's going
1: away, and I think it was huge, guys. I, I, th- I think it's, it, you, you, it, it can't be overstated enough that when you are a top-notch player, you 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 lean on the fact that, and I always go back to LeBron, how he talks about it. It's nauseating to other people who haven't been there. But when he talks about his experiences and I've been here before, I understand this is playoff mode guys, you know, on the road, I I like to get my guys involved a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Or or, excuse me on the road. I gotta, I gotta keep it going. But at home, I like to get my guys moving a little bit easier because they're going to, they're going to score a little bit easier at home. And for Deshaun Watson, you know he hadn't had put together a body of work where he could go back and remember that he was that guy. He it had been so long, and so when you get a victory like this and playing against another quarterback on the other end of the uh, field, Lamar right. Jackson, who people are saying is playing like an the MVP, these guys are gonna—he's he, gonna remember this. And the scary thing about it is, it's just like Steph Curry, man. You don't want—you don't want shooters seeing that ball go through the rim. And right now, for a lot of people, I believe that this is this is going to open the floodgates for Deshaun Watson because I think he's going to start playing with more confidence the more he sees it. And next week, I think he's going to play lights out when it comes to even his first half. I think this this whole game against the Steelers, he understands the climate and he's going to play lights out.
2: I don't know him well. I know him a little bit. Just trying to get to know him a little bit, talking to him in his locker here and there, and a couple of days of practice at post game. So I'm by no means a Deshaun Watson expert. I don't know him that well. And I don't know if he would ever admit this. But, yeah, I think he needed this. I think he needed this for for himself, for his confidence, to know that he could still do this. Because just when he was starting to put it together against Tennessee, that's when the shoulder came in. So now, you know, it's two steps forward and three steps back. And to have the half that he did in that stadium against that opponent with everything at stake, divisional, all that. You know, there's another part of this, and, and, you know, you guys kind of touched on it. He has to learn to be the villain. And that's just the way it is. He is going to be the villain no matter where he goes. And this is a guy who's been beloved his entire career and now outside of Cleveland and even in parts of Cleveland, he's the villain. And that's just, I think it's been an evolution for him. It's something probably was hard to deal with in the beginning. He says he sees everything, he hears everything. He's blocked pretty much every Twitter account in Cleveland, I think. Uh, but it's, it's just the reality of where he's at right now. And so it's, it's so much more than just football. There's so, much, there's so many layers to this that we're talking about. There's the injury. There's the, the confidence trying to get back. There's the, the mental side of it, the emotional side of it. So there's just a lot going on right now. Uh, but if he can take that second half, and tra- and he can play better than that. Now, 14 to 14, it perf- that part is perfect, mm-hmm. but he can play better. We've seen him play better than what oh, he played sure. yesterday. So there's still more levels to this. Oh, yeah. And yesterday is just a taste, I think, for him against a top opponent of, like, it's still in there, I've still got this, there it is, let's go do it again. And think about this, like, it's one thing to play well against Tennessee,
0: We're a decent team, yeah, they're okay. It's one thing to play a great second half against Arizona, but they stink. Mm-hmm. It's another thing with with your third, with your fourth and fifth tackle, with a running back who, granted, played great, but He's hadn't great. done much before yesterday. Correct. We'll get to his great performance with completely an unproven wide receiver group outside of Amari Cooper Ward to go out there, the right, To go out there and play as well as he did in the second half, and especially put those fourth quarter numbers up again, Mike. Nine for nine in the fourth quarter, right? Was it nine for nine?
3: He was seven for seven for 89 yards in the first quarter.
0: Seven for seven for 89 yards. So every throw he had to make in the fourth quarter, and he had to make all seven of those throws. All seven of them. I think one of them was for like zero yards. And he almost
1: had 40 yards.
0: (laughs) And and he had the big run. Everything he had to do, and he had to do it all. If he screwed up, and I say screw up, I didn't mean an interception. If he screwed up by throwing an incomplete pass on almost any of those plays, the Browns lose this game. He had to be perfect in the fourth quarter, and he was in the fourth quarter. He did what he had to do, and it was really impressive, and
2: he certainly, certainly needed that big time. Everybody wants to talk about the money. Well, this is You pay these guys for fourth quarter drives. That's right. And, it's, and I don't want to bang on Baker, but the thing that I wrote about with Baker over and over again is last three and four minutes and got to have it moments. What do you do? Yeah. And he turned the ball over and couldn't get it done. Deshaun, and that got to have a moment yesterday, that's why you pay him that money is because of that drive, that game-winning drive at the end of the game. And we talked about it, the second and 19 throw to Amari Cooper. Those are big-time throws. Those are big-boy throws that franchise quarterbacks make. And that's why you pay him that money is to come back on the road in that environment and in those instances down double digits in the fourth quarter We were talking a couple weeks ago about how the Browns couldn't come back in the fourth quarter and win. But not only did they come back in the fourth quarter and win, they came back from two
1: touchdowns down in the fourth quarter. Against the other
2: team that was
0: considered the best defensive football. And
1: and when you juxtapose the two, Deshaun Watson made all the plays. You go back on the other sideline. Lamar Jackson did did not not make those plays. Lamar did not play well in the second half. And I was talking to some
2: people who, uh, a couple of the other writers who covered Baltimore, and they're like, Man, this team's over at skis a little bit. Like they got to come back to earth. And and Lamar had think had like ten fumbles. I think is what I was told. He fumbled. He had more fumbles than touchdowns this year. Yeah. So there were some chinks in the armor. If you watch them every game, if you watch them closely, so and and under the pressure yesterday, I didn't think I didn't think Lamar played well at all yesterday. Mm -hmm. No. And
0: despite I know you know who the hell knows, but despite the Bengals' uh, rough loss to Houston, I do think the Bengals are going to beat Baltimore this week. I know it's on the road. And I'll tell you what, the Bengals had a stumble, but I think they're going to beat Baltimore, which is going to leave the Browns with the ability to jump in the first place with a win.
2: The Bengals' advantage in that game is Baltimore is beat up. They could be without Ronnie Stanley, their tackle now. Right. And I, that was a physical, physical. The, the Browns yeah. kicked their ass, and they got to play Thursday night. Oh. So you got to come back on short rest in four days. That I, And I know Cincinnati just played, but I can't believe, I didn't see it, but I can't believe that Cincinnati game was as physical as that Cleveland-Baltimore no, game. No, no. And it's, I mean, th- those Baltimore boys are limping today. We
1: saw, we saw the resurgence of Roe Greater Wyatt Teller oh. in this game. Roe Greater Wyatt Teller was back. I, I don't the know. the offensive line how did a good job considering. He was
2: dominant. You know, you know what? Do, Mike, do, I'll see. We'll get to the offense. We'll get yeah, to we the offensive we'll get get to- Mike, Stop let's talk about I got ADD and you ain't helping, G yet. You keep showing me signing objects. Man. We're going to get to
3: everything, I promise. We're going to talk Stefanski, the get, defense, the role the joker. We're going to get to you're 100% it. Before right. yeah. we do that, and we are going to give Wyatt Tell and the offensive line some love, too. But this next segment for Kevin's Fancy is brought to us by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why the Jace Case is there to help you out. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind so you're not alone in an emergency. Jace Medical, makes sure you have the medication in hand. And it's simple. to handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care so you don't get caught unprepared. You can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using Promo code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E, medical.com. Guys, Kevin Stefanski, yeah. big-time performance.
0: Well, let me say this, guys. You know, when the season started, everybody knew Kevin Stefanski was on the hot seat, right? He he. If you looked at any uh, odds of first coach to get fired, he was near the top. Mm-hmm. Now, if the season ended today, he wouldn't win coach of the year, but he'd be in the conversation. He'd be top five. I mean, I, I think <coughs> I have to give it to probably D'Amico Ryans. With
3: Houston,
2: Houston? I mean, Dan Campbell's going to get votes. Dan Amico Campbell with Ryan's. Ryan's done a Mike magnificent
0: job.
3: Tomlin's in the discussion, too, honestly. Tomlin? I, I mean, yeah.
0: Like, I don't, can he pick it? They yeah, sure, sure, announced in sure. every game. Yeah. yeah. But, but Kevin Zafansky's in that, in that, in that conversation.
2: conversation.
0: Yes. He's not in the other, despite no. the fact that every time the Browns offense doesn't play well for a minute, everybody goes nuts. So, G, you're one of those people that goes nuts for every time he doesn't play well, every time yeah. the offense doesn't play well.
1: Yeah. So go ahead, give us your thoughts on Stefanski. I, I thought Stefanski. Well, first of all, at the end of the end of the half, we was going. I was going crazy. I'm like, bro, what are we doing here? Um, that that being aside, like when you when you look at what he was able to do in that second half, I thought he did. He stood with in key situations the run game, and I thought Jerome Ford. We we yeah gave up on him a little bit. He was tiptoeing, dancing in the last couple weeks. He was hitting it up in the middle, and he did a good job. of Six yards per carry, he did a great job in moving a pile. He did a great job of getting north and south. I thought he did a great job. Thirty-one seventeen is where I give Kevin Kevin a fancy credit. How many people, to give a context, I think that was right after um, they had fumbled the ball, right? That was after the fumble. Uh, they kept calling penalties on the Browns holding penalties and it Correct. took them a while but Baltimore finally punches it in and gets the touchdown 31 17 at that point in my mind Stefanski could have went full-blown five wide Stefanski like yeah we're gonna throw this football we're gonna throw it all around the park we need to get these points and he and I'm, I'm imagining to myself he's in his press conference saying I was chasing points there you know we're down 31 17 we got to kind of throw the football but no to my surprise, he stayed with mixing it up. And for once, I actually think that Kevin Safansky is actually seeing himself grow and say, you know what? Maybe we ain't to throw it around the park all for, for YT. You know what? Maybe, maybe what we do is what best is mix it up. And, and, and Jerome Ford is having a good day. Let's see if we can go to Njoku. Let's see if we can dump it down. And, and by the way, he did another great job at the beginning of the year. We talk about those check down routes, right? The check the check and go routes where, where David and Joku was chipping and then getting in their flats. They're now taking those yards. And then Joku's getting those yards and he's giving you yards after catch. So I thought he did a good job of staying to who he was. And even when he could have got past happy, he stayed stayed true to the run game. He threw those in. He worked in the pass. And, and I just think he had a – he. It, it, if Deshaun Watson had a great second half, you also have to say that Kevin Stefanski had a great second half because he, he did a good job of calling the plays, going to things and dialing up some things that'll work.
2: He protected Deshaun with two tackles who are not starting tackles in the NFL. That alone is worthy of praise. But the one thing that he did in the beginning that really stood out to me, so first, second play of the game, Deshaun throws a pick six. You know, we all know, we all saw it, yeah. and you all think it's disaster. And I put the binoculars on kevin and he came out on the field and he's like okay we're good and yeah. it seems small in the moment but even deshaun said you know he came over the sideline looked at avp like are you effing kidding me like again seriously again because he did it against pittsburgh yeah and 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 the the, the cart got off the rails when it happened and, and they were able to keep it together and for kevin to just come out in the field and say hey we're good we're okay you know it's not ideal but we're going to be fine and it's that even keel about him we've talked about it for years This is an organization that is not even. This is an organization that's one of the most emotional ownership all over the place in the league. So you need that steady hand guiding the ship, and that's what he is. And and Bull, you and I have been huge Kevin supporters sort of in the storm saying, guys, this is not what's wrong with this team. He is not what's wrong with this team. And I think these last few weeks he's been able to show that and the creativity with, you know, we talked about it last week. you got to go jumbo. And it's, it's not pretty, but, you know, sometimes the offense calls for screens Extra linemen, they had seven linemen in on some of those goal <laughs> line plays. Yeah. Seven linemen. Forced
0: the Ravens to call a timeout at one point.
2: Yeah, and then they go empty, and Deshaun yeah. has a clear path right to stroll right in for a two-point conversion Yeah, out of an empty set. So, you know, the, the creativity is there. The calmness is there. I've always thought he's an NFL head coach. I've always sort of believed in him and thought he was the right guy for the job. I absolutely think that's still true. I think he's deserving of an extension. I think he'll get an extension after the season. And I just really like sort of where this is all headed with him in charge.
1: I like the fact it, it, just really quickly before you go, Boo, I, yeah. I just love the fact that we, we had expected Joe Batonio to be a left tackle, right? To have right. the to yeah. have the faith enough to say, No, let's go with this guy. <laughs> Out of they nowhere. On the broadcast they mentioned Hudson quite a bit. Christian didn't get mentioned
0: at all. Right. At all. He seemed to have played pretty and well. He gave up a few. Yeah, But, he, he he gave up but what do you fact. expect? Yeah, I mean, he, he played well enough. Yes. He certainly Under did. the circumstances. And he had some experience. You know, he's been, yeah. even though we had not heard of him, at least I hadn't, yeah. you know, he after you looked up about
1: him, oh, he would started some games in the NFL. Oh, by the way, Nick Harris, when your contract is up, you, you holler at your boy G. Bush, you know, because I'm going to tell you how this works here. See now, even you're, you're doing you a favor because now when you go to the table, you're gonna say, "How many snaps did I have at fullback in tight end?" That's right, I'm a fullback. <laughs> I, I'm a fullback right now, and yeah. guess what? Because they could have put Nick Harris at guard and switch to Yeah. but he's doing such a great job at fullback. And he's such a big part of their pool game, yeah. And and, and, and leveraging and chipping, they got him. They kept him my like fullback.
2: And by the way, since yep. we're talking about it, Kevin said he knew Monday or Tuesday he was starting Christian at left tackle. So they they, they just yeah. did a nice job of keeping it in house. They did. But it was and and I I think I texted you guys. I told you yep. Christian's lining up. Yep. On whatever day I was out there, practice right. Thursday I was out there at practice. So they knew early in the week this is how they were going to line up, and they were going to. do it. It really wasn't. I don't think much of an internal debate of moving Joel and everything else. Right, We had that conversation, but I
0: right.
3: think
2: they knew all week what they were going to do. Go
0: ahead, Mike, because I want to jump into this, but I know yeah, you Yeah, I want. just
3: want to say, G, real quick, if you're negotiating Nick Harris's contract, that's the wrong way to go because only one fullback gets paid in the NFL right now. So you're you're going to tell him to negotiate for a position that's dead. He's actually going to get paid more Slash back, tight end. Right? Slash <laughs> Slash a <laughs> hybrid, the H-back. I love that. <laughs> but before you go, I just want to show this yeah. one block because Christian deserves a ton of credit. James yeah. Hudson also – I thought played a pretty – It wasn't great, but played an admirable job filling in. And then there was this whole play, and I loved him flexing over after Teller comes in. pancakes Owafe, or Owafe, however you pronounce his name. It was a physical game. And the Browns yeah. were the physical initiator. Yeah. And that's something I don't think we've seen from a lot of Kevin Stavansky in the past.
0: And by the way, before I give you my thoughts on Kevin Stefanski, let me just say that we, we've talked about the records we've broken. If you're watching the show right now, stick with us. We are this close – to going over 5,000 people watching it one time. We've had thousands and thousands of people watch us over 24 hours. We've never had 5,000 people watching it once on this show. And we are just about 200 away from that. So tell your friend, your cousin, your uncle, hit that like button. Hit that like button. We're almost halfway to our goal already, and we're less than 40 minutes into the show. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. You know why you should subscribe? Because the Browns are going to be good. For a number of years, and because they have a very good coach, and for the doubters out there, this is why I believe. Because Kevin Stefanski showed you once again what well, he is able to overcome. They have they were have overhauled the offense. Right, they're playing completely differently. They from the second the season started, you had Nick Jack Conklin get hurt, you had Nick Chubb get hurt, you had Deshaun Watson get hurt. He's still not a hundred percent. Then you have Jed, Jed Wills get hurt. Then you have uh, your backup right tackle who you didn't even know if he could play before the season started. He's played really well, and now you can have him get hurt. Mm-hmm. You, you've ha- you, ha- you had guys that you thought could be a bigger impact than Elijah Moore, guys like that. You traded Donovan Peoples-Jones, and yet you're finding ways every week, differently every week, different teams. You've beaten the three best teams you've played. The Niners, the Ravens, the Bengals, you're 3-1. 3-1 against the three best teams on your schedule right now. Now, you got to beat the Steelers because you lost to them and they're the fourth best team on your schedule. You look at the rest of the schedule, we got eight games left, four against really bad teams. The other four, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Houston, certainly much better and than we thought they be. Houston is a
1: coming out of nowhere. Houston. And
0: that game will be tough. But think about this. The Browns are going to be favored in... At least six of their final eight games. They'll be favored in all four of those games. As of today, they'd be favored in all four of these games. The only games they will be an underdog in, as of today, they'd be a slight dog in Cincinnati. Maybe they'd be a dog in, against the Texans, maybe I by a they'd, point. I think they might be, be a pick'em. Yeah, pick'em or maybe half. The earth. biggest dog right now, if you made the spreads for the Browns games the rest of the season, they're probably a three-point dog at Cincinnati. And that game it probably will come down as well. We'll see. We'll Could see what happens. That's it. The Browns will be at, uh, favored in at least six, maybe seven as of today. So they're in good shape. And part of that is their coach. Kevin Stefanski is a very, very good coach. Did, uh, did any of us like the way he handled the end of the first half? Of course not. There were some mistakes made there. But, and Jason and I were talking about this before the show, if you watch every coach in the NFL, and that includes Belichick, it includes Reed, any of them, and I'm not saying he's Belichick or Reed. I'm saying even though he's not those guys, he's as good as most of the others, if not better, and probably better than many of the others. If you watch every single play of the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Bengals, trust me, you'll find... A couple of plays here and there, and in a lot of coaches like the Chargers and some of these other yo-yos, you'll find a lot more. There's always going to be one or two plays where you're like, "What are you doing, coach?" Yeah, it's always going to happen. But consistently, especially this year, when his offense has been destroyed by injuries, he has found a way at, to lead the team. They have played their ass off. In, outside of the, the first Raven game, they weren't. I didn't think they there came to play. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. Outside of that game, they've come to play every week, and they have been. This is the most physical Browns team yes. I can remember yes. in
2: decades. And real quick, let's cover the end of the half because I think that there yeah. is an explanation behind yeah. it. I didn't like the play call when he threw it. I thought you should run it there. What were the kind of 59, 60-yard field goal? I think. 60, yeah. Just run it. You have a timeout. Yep. Run it. Pick up three or four yards. And make it give it a shot. Bit, make it a little bit more manageable. When they decide to throw it and it's incomplete. The reason he called timeout and switched it, he didn't really say this, but he kind of said it. The Ravens set up for a return because the, with, yep. the, with the kick <clears> that long, you assume right. if there's any chance of it falling short, you can catch a return. Remember right. the Auburn-Alabama game yep, from yep. a few years ago. And when you were in that position, you got a lot of big fat guys on the field and they're not that fast. So right. it's actually easier to return yes, a kick that long. So I think when he saw them setting up for a return, he said, "You know what? We're not going to take that chance." Not to mention, I think there's seven seconds left. Still, another reason to run it because you could run it down. Tucker could kick the field goal. Well, you could run it down to two or three seconds to make sure that's the last play. But with seven, if Baltimore blocks it, you give Justin Tucker a shot at some crazy one the other way. So for those reasons, I think he just changed his mind when he saw Baltimore line up or set up for a return. But if you run it there, you know whatever. But that's the type of nitpicking that you could do with every coach and. You're right, he calculated that the odds of what could go wrong on a
0: 60-yard field goal attempt, was, it was a higher percentage than, than him making that game. As good as he's been, a 60-yard field goal outdoors in, in
2: Baltimore and there wasn't a know. lot of wind but because what did he make in Indy he made like 58 or 59 in Indy I think right but that's it but indoors. that was indoors yeah this yeah. is outdoors not a right. lot of wind but it's still outside yeah so and, and ultimately I mean if that's the thing you're going to gripe listen, about then you're a miserable person you're right in no life. and so you're saying G's a miserable person no. he's not a miserable person yeah, yeah, you know I mean, he came around G's coming around we're, I, we're like Nova kid we're see, wearing him down sooner or later we'll wear well, him down I think
0: what it is is listen here's the thing um G is a diehard fan, so you're emotional in the moments. Right. Of course, yes. in the and moments, yes. you're going crazy. And the coach and is an idiot. The referee's cheating.
1: The, you go. We all lose our minds in those moments. And when you were, and when you're, when you used to play, yeah, like you, you be in the moment, like, like it, it, from from second to second. If I don't like, I used to go, I used to go to the sideline and tell my offensive coordinator, "By like, listen, man, we we supposed to be running X, Y, and Z. We ran that in practice all week, coach." And, yeah. And, and, like, when you're a player and, you, and your coaches is going back and forth, that's why you, you get people getting arguments and be testy on the sidelines because everybody is invested in winning and everybody thinks they, they know what's best for winning. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard fan. Like I mean, I got a bunch of Cleveland Browns rally flags in my house that I purchased that are just hundreds of thousands of dollars in my house. I cannot be not be a fan for the Cleveland yeah. Browns. What are you talking about? How could you not? I mean, like, this is a happy moment.
0: Honestly, even though the Bengals lost a heartbreaker, I was in a great mood yesterday because I was so excited that the Browns won. And which again, make I know people don't get it. I don't get it either. But <laughs> and my I went five and zero in fantasy football. All five of my and, teams and, 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 Five
1: and zero beat G Bush. And I was pissed off yesterday. i beat G. Bush, baby. Oh my! God. I, I was <laughs> looking at that game. I said, Oh, he's on. <laughs> listen. I, I'm looking at look, in our league. It's kind of hard to score. Yeah. So when I go down looking, Brock Purdy twenty something. Yeah. I'm like, you 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 doggone. I think I started Noah Brown. Noah Brown, yeah. and he, he hit. I'm
3: like. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. We'll wrap up Stefanski with this, then we'll talk a little defense, then get to some unsung heroes of the Browns. But we said before the season, he didn't really have that true signature win because the playoff win, he had COVID, he wasn't even on the sidelines, and some people don't really credit him for that. Then he beat San Francisco. We're like, that could be a signature win. And then he did what he did yesterday in Baltimore, come from behind victory. Of those two options, which one was the more impressive victory from Kevin Stefanski's standpoint?
0: I I think it was this game. I mean, in a way, I could argue the Niners game because they won it with P. PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah, so tough. that's the that that's the only thing that gives me pause here. But and the Ravens were and the Niners had been the at the time we thought they were the best
2: team in football. Here's the difference. Yeah. In the Niners game, they were holding on for dear life and they won because of a missed kick at the end. Right. You get extra credit for PJ Walker. This is a divisional game Right. on, on the road. The road. And you had to drive the offense down the field to win it. So for those reasons, it's this one.
0: And no excuses, but still, I'll make an excuse for San Francisco. They lost McCaffrey. Right right? Yeah, they yeah. lost McCaffrey. Yeah. He's their best player but and they lost their left tackle. If we're, the Ravens didn't lose any of their offensive players.
2: If we're talking about this in terms of Kevin and which one is, is more significant to Kevin, Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. You know, He's the play caller. Yeah. So it's this one because yeah. it's a divisional game. It's right. on the road and no you doubt. had to drive the field. Agreed. He managed the clock perfectly at the end of the game. He left no time for Baltimore to go the other way. San Francisco, you're holding on to your butt and hoping they miss a kick at the end. And Even though it was with PJ Walker, you get massive points for that. Mass- points for that I, I, but because of yeah. what was at stake I think it's the same. I
1: think I think when you when you why this is so important is you get this game on, in the beginning of a two-game you know I guess battle in the AFC North and now you got Pittsburgh right I'd argue that this might be a bigger Pittsburgh game I, I don't want to say the playoff win I don't want to say that because you had uh, still to beat Pittsburgh that last week of the regular season to get to the playoffs, But this this here is monumental because of the simple fact that before it was COVID, we weren't in the stands, it was weird, it was strange, uh, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But the hype around this game this week feels like a playoff game already. Can I tell you something else that's crazy,
0: speaking of which? If the Browns beat Pittsburgh... On Sunday, forget talking about playoffs. We got to start talking about forget to even winning the division. Home we field. can start having conversations about being the number one seed if they beat Pittsburgh.
3: And that is what I told you. I asked yeah. Jason what? this question beforehand. I told you, Bull, let's not talk about it till okay. tomorrow, what? which is fine. And G, what Save you just it. alluded to is something we're going to talk about tomorrow. But we got too much from the Baltimore go game ahead. Yes, to look go. ahead towards Pittsburgh. Go we got to read real quick, guys. We have broken five K. We did? We love you guys. Yes, we did. We got nice. to 5.4 for a second. So, shout out to you guys for tuning in. Hit that like, but hit the subscribe button. Yesterday's post-game show... The record we just broke was set on yesterday's postgame show, which right now is the number one viewed postgame show in all of Cleveland. It's the number one viewed show in Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show history. Until today, And you guys are making a push to get this to be the number one viewed show we've ever done. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. If you want to go hear the instant reaction from the dub, go check it out on our YouTube page. Myself, Earl and G went crazy. It was a lot of fun. I we made that right now. And we, made, <laughs> we had a lot of fun celebrating huh? a Browns victory. So go check it out after this. If you want even more coverage, go check it out afterwards. Defensively speaking, against Seattle, the Browns defense had a chance to get off the field and leave Seattle with a win. Instead, Geno Smith led the Seattle Seahawks on a 57-yard game-winning touchdown drive in under a minute and a half. This time around, after Dustin Hopkins missed that field goal, I know there's some people out there, including myself, who are like, you got to be kidding me. The Browns are going to lose 31-30. Lamar is going to run the clock out. But the Browns defense made the biggest plays when it mattered most. Greg Newsome with a pick six in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Then they forced. It wasn't Picks a three are and out. Thing. Picks Picks it thing now. his Picks thing. Are his guys. thing, It wasn't a three and out, yeah. but they got one first down and then had to punt. Well, and unlike Seattle, the Browns defense when it mattered most showed up. And I do think that is a – well, I don't think I know. Yeah, let me
0: correct. I think you said he missed a field goal. He missed an extra was, point. Yeah, so
3: 31-30, missed yeah, the extra right. point. But then the defense, when they had a chance to get the ball back, to yeah. give Deshaun the opportunity to do what he did and lead that team down the field showed up when it mattered most let me, they let, needed that
0: let me tell you something guys when they fall behind 14 nothing early yeah okay the the defense is like well Deshaun's <laughs> already thrown a pick and then there's a three and out and if you were the defense and, and, and cuz the defense got their ass kicked by Baltimore the first time we again we know there were circumstances turnover but, short field but the bottom line they is they got well. their ass kicked
2: they didn't play well mm-hmm.
0: It would have been easy at that point for the defense to kind of be like, well, here we go again. We're down 14-0 already. What, what are we supposed to do? But the defense really played great after that, those first two – you know, the first touchdown, they didn't give it up. But And then obviously the Ravens got a field goal, so they got – seven. It was at the end of the first quarter, it was 17-3, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. So it's 17-3 at the end of the first quarter. And outside of the Odell Beckham touchdown, kudos to Odell for one moment in time – he looked like the old, old Odell on that play, right. but outside of that play,
2: the Ravens really didn't do much after the first quarter it was on offense. Sort of like T- did not do nothing. It was the Seattle game all over again. Where they turned the water off. Yeah, and, and the is that the Odell play? Is that what you're showing there?
3: That was right there. Yes. That, so the, yeah. the
2: the one thing that I, I'm a little concerned about, you know, we talked about. I mentioned it on the show multiple times. Juan Thornhill had a lot of big tackles this year where it didn't really notice it in the moment. If Juan Thornhill is on the field, that's not a touchdown. I'm telling you right now, yeah. that's Rodney McLeod that missed him. Yeah. If Thor- Thornhill just left with a calf injury, and and that's exactly the type yeah. of play that I'm talking about. Where right. in the moment it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right. but that's a touchdown-saving tackle. If he right. Can make and the then play. who knows?
0: Maybe you stop stop him for a field goal. And, and f-
3: on the Keaton Mitchell touchdown run, Emerson and Delpit also took. Now Mitchell's lightning fast. Yeah, he's and really I think fast. Man, the was impressive, the angles, that run. But <laughs> Emerson and Delpit both. Got embarrassed by how fast Mitchell was and how badly they underestimated his speed. And or they took terrible angles. He could fly. Yeah,
0: that that was bad. But that guy,
2: that was impressive. So I'm (laughs) I'm a little concerned about Thornhill because now he's probably going to miss a little bit of time with this calf. They are saying it's going to be... Well, no, I mean, he's... It's, it's a calf injury. Like, yeah. you know, with Burrow, like, yeah, right. he's probably out. Yeah, and as a, as a quarterback, a
0: you can manage it a little.
2: As a safety. You can as a safety. So he's, he's going to miss some. I, yeah, I, would, yeah, I would imagine he's going to miss some time with that. And that's a little bit of a concern because I'm telling you, man, he's so many times this year, and that play is a perfect example. I've said it on the show. He makes plays that don't look big in the moment, but if he doesn't make that play,
1: it's going for six. But overall, well, the defense played really, really well. The, shout out to the dude. Who's the guy? Listen, I, they just pulled him out, out of their back pockets. Like, who's this Ford guy? Like, the, like he got a pick. Like well, he gave up the Odell play though, And he did terrible, get the
2: pick. It was a terrible throw. Lamar threw a terrible ball. It, that was that a pick, horrible,
1: yeah. the horrible throw. I don't know, Mike Ford there. Mike, Mike Ford. Yeah, and they, then, they um, signed him
3: I, as a special teams ace from Atlanta. G. he was one of the guys when they hired Bubba Ventrone. Ah, remember Bubba him? Said, I remember. You're now. one of the best special teams gunners in football. I need you on my team. And he's a slot cornerback who plays. In those I kind remember. Of
0: I remember that. The, the good news is, in terms of uh, Thornhill, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. The next two weeks, you're not exactly facing Sterling passing games in Pittsburgh and Denver. Yeah, that helps. Now, you know, that helps. Now, both of those teams have good receivers, but they don't, you know. And Russell Wilson's playing a little better. I guess I shouldn't kill him, but they're not very good. You got the Rams after that, then the Jaguars, then the Bears. I mean, again, he could miss a month. Yeah. You know, but but uh, let's see. If he if he came back for the Jacksonville game, that would be almost a month. We'll see. He'd miss three games. But uh, yeah, he's a loss. There's no doubt. McCloud doesn't have the ability uh, at this point. McCloud's old, so he can't. Yeah. He's he's okay player, but he's not. He's not. A but,
2: I mean, the defensive line set the tone yesterday, yeah. and Lamar said that after the game. He said that you know the, Miles and those guys just cranked up the heat and cranked up the pressure on him, even if they didn't get there. And Miles did get home a couple of times, but even when they didn't get there, he was yeah. just they had him operating under duress. Most of the day,
1: back-to-back sacks for Miles Garrett. I was on the internet going crazy. I said, "Listen, Miles, is it must? Is it too much to ask? I know you got one. Can you give me another one, back-to-back sacks and and another week? Come on now, Jordan Elliott with the block punt or block, block field goal? Yeah, Jordan yeah, Elliott. Yeah, we about that, that. Oh my goodness! Like, look, shout out to. I, I can say shout out to you. I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know what kind of game it's gotten to you, but yeah. now. He, he's now on up front looking to make plays, not just be yeah. up there. He's a playmaker. That was a huge, huge, huge We've huge talked about play. it before.
2: It takes defensive tackles a couple of years to sort yeah. of get their sea legs and find their bearings in the NFL. Plus, I think – the veterans that they brought in have had a lot to do with it. Like, who was he learning from before? Yeah, and
0: he's not being asked to do as much or play as much. Sure, right. Right? He's he's playing a lot less snaps, so he's fresher later in the game. We're even seeing that from Miles Garrett. Like, you can sit – like, in the past, you didn't want to sit Miles at all. Not that you really want to sit him, but, like, you want to keep him fresher. And if you look at the only criticism we ever had of Miles Garrett – Was his consistency throughout the season and his consistency without the game? He'd be a little up and down, and we're not seeing that this year. Like he was just—he played another great game. Yeah. And 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 it's kind of an afterthought to some degree because we're just—we're getting used to it now. He's just playing a great game every week. To your to your point, there's a
2: lot of first downs where he's not on the field now because they're getting him extra blows and they're saving his legs for. Third down situation. And he's making
0: bigger. He's making big plays late in the game, which is something he was very
1: inconsistent with in the past. Obo uh, Aronco. Huge. He's playing. He, he, he's he, playing really well. He, he's a, he's in at end. Miles Garrett's not even in. No. He jumps up, bats the pass up.
0: Yeah. You know, got the pick six. Darius Smith's playing. It. Has played better the last few weeks. He's playing well.
1: It, I mean, who? Again, I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Who's not playing well in their defense? I thought JOK was playing. Nobody. He, they shut all that read option stuff down. Like J.O.K. was
0: yeah. screaming there.
3: running
1: game was not much of a factor. What was his final
3: stats in rushing? Not very high. Uh, real quick, while well, I looked that up, I do have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. For you guys. It is funny that we talked about, or you just mentioned snap counts. Yeah. Do you think Miles Garrett is playing a higher percentage of snaps this season than last well, season? Well, obviously,
0: even though I thought it was last year, he's obviously playing higher. Otherwise, you wouldn't ask that.
3: He actually is playing 80% of snaps, which is higher. He played 77 last year. So sim- similar, but it is slightly higher. Yeah, but, but that, the rest of the guys.
0: It actually, I, I bet you it's misleading because, remember, he got hurt. And I bet you, remember he got hurt around Did this time last oh, year? Yeah. He, the, the I bet right? you Absolutely. early in the season he was playing a higher percentage. I mean, there was years he was here where he was in the 90s. Right. Which and, is insane. And I bet you early last season before he got hurt, he was in the 90s. is my guess. I don't know that. But remember, after he got hurt, they couldn't play him as much. And that's for a full season, that number.
3: I was I mean, saying, so outside of Miles, though, and this yeah. is what I was kind of alluding to. Yeah. Who's right around what he was playing. And yeah. you're right, Miles. No, he played in 2021, he played 78% for a full season. So about 80. So in the same range. All right, go ahead. Everyone else on the Browns' defensive line is right in the sweet spot about 60%, percent 60 percent Keep them fresh. They have so many guys. I mean, I'm, I'm counting right now, and I apologize for counting on the air, but this just came up. but. Zedarius 67%. Tomlinson, 64%. Ogbo, 61%. Uh, Jordan Elliott is at 55%. Mo Hurst at 40%. Shelby Harris at 37%. They have so many guys they rotate in and out. Right. That in the fourth quarter, and we mentioned this earlier, physicality on both sides of the line, especially in the trenches, they just look way fresher. And that's a testament right. to how Jim Schwartz runs his defense. And that's what Philly
2: yeah. does. Philly just rolls guys right. in. Rolls in new legs, new right. legs. Every and snap. especially a guy
0: like Shelby Harris – who's made more of an impact the last few weeks. Like he's an older player. Yeah, but so if you're only asking him to play one, one time every three downs, well, he's going to be able to go full bore on those
1: plays because you're not asking him to play that much. Right. I thought he, I, I thought Shores did a nice thing. I think, I think Schwartz did a really nice, they weren't they getting it home on it too much, um, but they had, they was bringing the cap blitzes, the corner blitzes. I thought they brought, uh, they disguised it well. I thought Greg Newsom blitzed really well. He got a half a sack. Um, with Miles Garrett on that. Usually they use they use the mug technique and have um you know Anthony Walker or maybe JOK at the line of scrimmage and, and, and making the linemen a little confused, but I thought he did a good job of bringing the corners this time. Um and then one of the most impressive impressive stats that I saw was when they talked about Miles Garrett being one of the only few players to have 7 consecutive seasons with 10 plus sacks. And for you, to Yeah, all the other guys are all-time legends. All,
0: uh, and we're we, looking at right the there. numbers White, and the names on this side. Got the list here. Reggie White, John Randall, DeMarcus Ware, Jared Allen, Bruce Smith, Lawrence Taylor. Aren't they Allen? all the Hall of Famers? I was just say
2: Jared Allen's the one I'm not sure of, but he, I think the rest, but are rest of, of them are the Hall and of Famers. He fam- might be.
1: And Jared Allen should be a Hall of Famer. I he mean, might be. I mean, I mean these are all-time time guys. Yeah, yeah,
2: these are – if you play defensive end growing
0: up, six straight seasons, 10-plus sacks. First of all, you got to stay healthy. Right. And, and, and what's amazing, uh, Mike, could you bring that list up again?
3: Jared Allen's not a Hall of Famer, but he's been a Hall of Fame finalist three years in a row, right. and he was just short of the percentage to get in last like, year.
2: John Randall, I'm pretty sure, is.
0: Yes.
3: He is. Marcus Ware. Just got in this year. I mean, those yeah. guys
0: mostly played on all-time teams, right? Like, yes. they had a lot of talent around them. Obviously, this year, Miles has a way more talent around him than he has. But until this year, he had nothing. Yeah. Nothing, and he still was able to do it those five years. This year, okay, but, you know, he's – what What does he have now? 11 and a half?
3: 11 sacks, which is tied for the league lead with Donnell Hunter of Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a legit shot to get 20. Yeah. 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 I mean, how many more games they got left? Got, I mean, we're past the halfway point, technically. I, I mean, Not, I, you know, he he's, he got he's on pace left? for
3: – Well, he has – Eight games left, sorry, eight games.
0: Eight games left. He has 11 and nine games – which would mean in eight games he should have, like, nine or ten, about right?
3: nine, yeah. He's right on pace for 20. right on pace 20 for 20. I, what's their NFL record, 24? 22 and a half.
2: He's got a shot. I mean, he he's he's going to have to have, like, a four-set game in there. Yeah. To have a well, shot. He's going to have to have one game about where it. he goes nuts.
0: The Bears, mm-hmm. the Jets, mm-hmm. those two games? Yeah. I mean, the Jets, their offensive line's horrible. Yeah. The Rams are going to throw the football a lot. Well, by the time they play the Rams, they'll probably have that good rookie running back they were using early in the year who got hurt. Kyra uh, Williams. Williams.
1: Yeah, Kyra they, Williams. They signed, they signed Carson Wentz, right? They yeah, did. but Stafford should be back after the bye. If
3: they want to put them in unless they're tanking because they finally they're have their tanking. first draft picks in 2016.
0: This idea that teams tank, they don't, the, the coaches don't tank, the players don't tank. The dumbest thing ever is that people said Arizona was tanking. If they were tanking, why'd they trade for Josh Dobbs and not just stick with Colt McCoy? If they were tanking, why'd they play Kyler Murray? It, it, it's uh, tanking. It's kind
1: of untenable for them to even get like Kyler Murray's Only front offices tank. Um, no, but I, 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 I just think I thought Zadarius Smith played his best game too. Yeah. Um, he and, uh, yeah. and I think we need to spend a little extra time on Greg Newsom because how
3: about that? That was how about was, our boy?
1: That was a
2: big play, and not only the pick. But to stay in bounds and get it all the way back because if you go back because Zach actually mentioned that he said that was incredible for him to be able to stay in bounds because it it yeah. for him to not step out and not get pushed out yeah really athletic play I mean think him. about this for a minute
0: yes after you had the heartbreak of the missed extra point and at the time you thought it might cost you the game but the Browns went from the like they're getting the ball back down seven Prochet fumbles oh that
1: then was the pricey. Browns
0: like. It looked like three times we're going to hold the Ravens to a field goal. They kept getting hit with penalties. That was a weird small drive that took forever. And the Ravens go back up 14. At that moment, there was what 12 minutes left, 11 minutes left. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, somewhere around there, between 11 and 12 minutes. You're down 14. You just fumbled that, that and you're like, okay, there's no way. And before you could, we said before you could blink, the Browns
1: were down 14 yeah. nothing. Before you could blink, they had it back to a one point game. Yeah. They they. So that's why teams and and coaches have you do stuff um, as a unit. That's why you do the outings to Aruba. That's why you do the cookouts over over one of the veterans house. you do those things. It is not because that's going to help you be better. You do those things so you don't have the mental and emotional shock. When something like that happens, because I, I just had to tell myself, yep. oh, yeah, you ain't built for it no more. And what do you mean? What, like, I don't, have the, I don't have the intestinal fortitude to not be negative when that stuff happens. That's why they <laughs> make you run laps and all that other stuff, because it builds you up. But when he – listen, when he dropped that rock, and and, and, and Vilma, who I thought was – Jonathan Vilma was acting like he was the Baltimore Ravens' chaplain at one point in time during the game. I'm like, dang, Vilma, you can like the Ravens, but come on. He is horrible, Vilma. Good gracious, he is, Vilma. He is
0: he, he wasn't biased, but he's horrible. He was he, he was, was, horrible he was, was just head. like, yeah. He that, can't pronounce anybody's name. Like, you're a professional athlete. Can you learn? Stop calling him Koromusu or whatever the hell he was
1: calling
3: him. He dropped that. He dropped that four different times.
1: I said, oh, I'm sick. I I literally got sick, and, and the fact that when the, they missed the extra point too, and guys were coming up to him, Anthony Walker, patting him on the back, they had what they had his back. They was like, no, don't worry about it. We'll get it back. Yeah. seven minutes, we good. We we got this game in the back Yeah, that he, was
2: good the way the defense did that. When he missed the kick, I kind of I was in the press box and I looked up at one of the Brown staffers like, are you kidding me? Here we go again. And. And his response is like, well, I mean, they're going to have to make another kick to win it anyway, so it really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And, you know, Batonio said the same thing in the locker room after the game. He's like, yeah, you know, and it kind of sucks in the moment, but you know you have to score again, so it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So, and, and, and so I, it was just funny that, you know, two members of the organization right. had no contact with each other, both had the same mindset of it, of yeah. it's like, well, okay, but we had to score again anyway. They're right. going to have to come up with the ball again to get the ball back. And, and it score was again.
0: Huge that they needed him to kick to win the game as opposed to a touchdown? Yeah. Because that's a race. No matter how good a kicker is, you never know when a bad kick in a big
1: spot is going to kill you. Yeah. Right? Like, you could be great, and then all of a sudden it just completely falls apart. I feel that. I feel feel like you could go up there with with the greatest of intentions and accuracy, and then just don't go in. Right. And in that case, he misses that extra point, and listen,
0: before this year he'd been an up and down kicker. Yeah. So you're like, uh oh, if he now misses the game winning field goal, it's a disaster not only for the game but for the season. I
2: don't know if you said that didn't happen. He had a great line about it. He said he felt like an arsonist who set his own fire and then put it out. <laughs> and everyone's good. congratulated him for <laughs> putting it out. Good. And he's like, well, I'm the one that said it. Well, right, but place. he but yeah, he's being deaf
0: self-defended, yeah, which is I great. Know. But like it was good that he still had the confidence. Because the, the other kick was and when they were you guys panicking for a second when that flag was out there?
1: Oh oh oh, oh I was listen, I had to go change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like <laughs> I was like, No Did you my, notice the flag at the game?
2: Honestly, I didn't even watch the kick because yeah. I had the binoculars on the brown sideline. I oh, just yeah. wanted to watch the reactions. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And and it's funny because Kevin never watches the kick. On these big kicks oh, really? that they've had, he watches I, I keep meaning to ask him. I'm guessing for the angle, he just watches the scoreboard at the opposite end because they've got those big scoreboards on right, each right, end. Right. So he never watches the kick live. He turns around and watches the scoreboard. That's funny. So I was watching the Browns sideline. I didn't even see the flag. Someone else said flag. Yeah. And then the way they were celebrating, the officials came over to Kevin. It was clear that it was on Baltimore and obviously okay. they are going to decline Because when, when
0: you uh, first yeah. see the flag, I'm like, oh no! No! I'm not, no. I'm thinking,
1: and, and so like now, I haven't seen it. Have you guys noticed this? Now that Miles Garrett jumped over everybody, People are jumping over everything now. The Bengals did that. The Bengals did. It, it, but but did it that. It didn't work. But I thought it was—he was close as hell. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. I, like I'm seeing it more and more now. <laughs> often. But but I. You know what's crazy? I didn't I didn't I didn't have that sinking dread in my stomach that he was going to miss that. No, I felt good. But I, I felt, felt good. I felt like he was but then that. when the flag came out, I was like, oh no, this is how they lose. This is it. I'm like, I'm like no.
2: How you hold? How do you hold on the yeah. field goal? How do you do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, real quick, I don't know if we have this. I don't think we have this mentioned. There are concerns, major concerns with the special team still. (laughs) <laughs> like the, <laughs> the fumble by crochet was awful, which is 12 tough. men in the huddle that, that, on a punt. That's another is one. It's inexcusable to clean up. No doubt because I, that extended Baltimore's drive. Like they were, yeah. the Browns were getting the ball back. They had 12 on the field on a yep. punt return. Uh, that's And then they had another right. defensive illegal contact, I think. And Baltimore,
3: we can do special teams now if you want. And I, I,
2: mean, I
0: don't, know. We, like, about I don't know. we need to spend a ton of time it. we need to spend a ton of time Real quick before we do that. And before we send it to Mike, I want to remind you once again, if you're with us for the first time, this is the ultimate Cleveland sports show. It is the ultimate place and the only place to go. You want 60, 120 straight minutes of content and not 30 minutes of commercials in an hour? you got to be with us. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you're not sure, go look and see if the button's been hit. Hit the bell, you'll get alerts. And please hit the thumbs up hit that like we are we were going for a record of 2000 likes in one show forget that we're going for 3000 i think you all can do it get us to 3000 plus subscribe to g bush's podcast plus subscribe to my podcast let's do it let's do it all we behind got you the glass better than anybody else and behind the glass podcast as well but that's part of uh, ucss Go, to, go, Mike, go. Let's we'll, go. We'll talk
3: special teams. We're just going to switch the order. We'll do one song yeah. heroes after special yeah. teams. But today's special teams chat is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It is America's number one sportsbook. And right now, brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 Moneyline bet, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get it on the action. And The app is easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. And much, much more, so visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And our guy, by the way, yesterday, Dan Berger, great name, won $320 on two separate bets yesterday. He bet the Browns money line after they went down at plus 235. That hit, he also... Had the Browns money line with a Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown and Amari Cooper over 55 receiving yards okay. that turned 10 bucks yeah. into 161 dollars. Nice. So shout out to Dan Berger for winning. If you guys have winning FanDuel tickets, send them. Tweet it at Let's us. Go at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show or at me at MikeLucasTV. Mike Lucas TV. We'll feature him on the show. We got plenty more this week. And
0: oddly enough, Dan's middle name is Ham. I mean, who would have guessed that? It's <laughs> a dad joke special. Of course, Steve liked it. <laughs>